All right. As promised, we are joined right now by the executive VP and general manager of the Houston Texans. He was previously with the Patriots for 20 years, 18 of them in player personnel. He just so happens to have six Super Bowl rings that he won with the Patriots. His Texans are 10-7. and seven. They are the AFC South Division champs. They are hosting the Browns Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Wild Card Weekend. We are joined by Nick Casario, who also happens to be a jungle legend and a recipient of a lifetime golden ticket that guarantees him entry into any smack-off going forward. Nick, my brother, an enormous week for you and your franchise. How you feeling, Nick? Romy, great to be here. appreciate you and the uh, XR4TI crew making some time today, so glad to be on. Not as much as I appreciate you, Nick. Listen, give me a minute. I'm going to break every journalism rule right now, every one of them, starting with you're supposed to ask quick, short questions and not have, like, commentary, but I want to say this. Look, I'm not going to lie. This is a business. I pride myself on not rooting. I don't root for anything other than something to talk about. Oh, and our racehorses and my kids when they played ball and my college. However, I say this because watching your game against the Colts with my wife, Dodger Jano, and our son, Rogan Loam, he says to me at the end of your game, quote, damn, Pop, this is really stressful. And I had to admit because of my relationship with you and my, you know, my relationship with the team and your relationship with the show, I had to say, Logs, this is really stressful. Nick, having said all of that, that's a long way of my leading you into this. You've won six rings. You've been in really stressful situations. What were the last few moments of last week's game like for you? I don't know. It's a great question. Uh, hopefully I was as calm. Maybe I don't know if I was as calm as uh, Logan was when he, he inter- you interviewed him, but uh, – We've been actually, you know, kidding aside, we've been in a number of close games here this year. So I want to say eight, ten games have come down to one score. So we've been in these situations. So, I mean, I know it's cliche, but you really just got to take it one play at a time. So we put ourselves in the position there in the fourth quarter um, where we scored with, I don't know, with six or seven minutes left. And we knew the reality was, I mean, we missed the extra point. So we knew we were going to have to get a stop. Otherwise, they scored a touchdown and kicked the extra point you know, there's a good chance they're probably going to run the clock down. So um, you try to maintain some degree of civility and try to stay as calm as you can. Um, and whatever the outcome is going to be, it really it's out of my hands. I mean, I'm just there really observing the game and just watching the game. But it's a credit to the coaching staff and the players that we can continually put ourselves in the position. And at the end of games, we've executed in some games and, and, and we've been victorious. And there's other games where we came up a little bit short. But I think the big thing is when the fourth down play, uh, when the incompletion took place, we knew we had to figure out a way to run some time off the clock. And then still there's, you know, eight, nine seconds where we have to give the ball back. We end up taking a safety and then we still have another play to play. I mean, I've been on the short end of the stick. I mean, go back to the Miami play there. We score and they, you know, the Miami, whatever the, the terminology or vernacular they use, the end 77 yards. So, you really never know what's going to happen to the last play. So I think once the ball was recovered and we knew that we were in the playoffs, I think there was definitely exhilaration and joy just for the people that have put so much time and effort into this this season. Nick Casario joining us. You know, you're right. You're in the playoffs. I mean, you're the epitome of plan your work, work your plan. You knew you had a great plan. You knew you got the coach you wanted in D'Amico Ryans. You knew you got the quarterback you wanted in C.J. Stroud. There's so many guys in that locker room that you wanted that you got. So you knew you had a really good plan, Nick. And I'm sure you'll tell me, well, 
this was the hope when I asked you about the postseason. But when you look at the fact that you had three wins last year and you and I are talking about the postseason right now, did you think the plan would come together that quickly? Yeah, you never know. And we've talked about this. I mean, the reality was we had, I didn't do a very good job the first couple of years we were here. So we tried to put some things in place. Didn't really, you know, work out as well as we would have hoped. But I think the idea was, all right, find the right coach. And we were able to do that with D'Amico, who's been, I mean, I can't say enough great things about him. And then as we put the team together during the course of the spring, the players that we signed for agency and then the players that we drafted, we felt we'd have a competitive team. Now, what does that exactly mean? What does that translate over into wins and losses? None of us really know that, but we felt we'd have an opportunity. Now, you know, we start 0-2 and and things look pretty bleak, but the team just kept chipping away, and then the win down in Jacksonville, I'd say, was a really big win. I think it's still a little bit of belief in the team, and then we come back home, and we're 2-2, and so we're moving along. So um, it's ultimate. we're in the ultimate week-to-week, year-to-year, and really what happened in the past doesn't have any relevance. All you can focus is on the present, focus on you know what you're dealing with uh, now, and our team did a great job of sort of taking that approach. And I think D'Amico, his personality permeated the entire building, just his energy, just his consistency, just his authenticity, and it's just staying in the moment. And if you focus on the moment and just go out there each game, and you know, as we look forward to Cleveland here this week, it's going to be no different. It's the playoffs. It takes on a little bit more important. But the reality is you're still going to have to go out there and execute plays and just take it one play at a time at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, hopefully in a position where you have an opportunity to win the game. So um, I think, again, it's a credit to the players and the coaches for the work that they put in. And I think our players adopted the right mindset. And they, they came in with, I would say, a certain chip on their shoulder not necessarily prove anybody wrong, but really to prove each other right, that they believe in each other and the things that we're doing, you know, are, are working. We're talking to Nick Casario. So, Nick, what about the players? Like, you've got C.J. Stroud. You and I have talked about him. He's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. We already know that. He's done things in his rookie season that only Joe Montana and Tom Brady have done. As you were evaluating him leading up to the draft, did you know that this was a really special dude? Or can you never really know until you see it on the grass? You can evaluate the talent and the physical attributes and watch um, the players play in college, which C.J. was as good of a quarterback as there was in college football the last couple of years. And then when you get an opportunity to spend more time with them on a personal level, I think sometimes we forget in the end it's a people business. So it's about the people and it's about what they're made up of. Um, and I say this in a very, I mean, uh, respectful way with C.J. He's an old soul. He's an old soul, meaning he's wise beyond his years. He's very confident. He has tremendous amount of belief in himself. The Lord is a big part of his life. It's just not a facade. It's real. So he's made of the right substance. And you're talking about a 21, 22-year-old kid, but he's an adult. And the way he handles himself, his maturity, and the respect that he garnered from the team was a result of his work and his actions, not necessarily anything that he was saying. I think sometimes people misconstrue leadership. by The more you say that's leadership, well, leadership is about action. And then once you people see what you do and how you work, then they'll respond in kind. But he's great with people. He's great with the team. I think everybody, it's important for a player just to be who they are and be true to themselves and be authentic. And I'd say CJ is certainly emblematic of that whole idea. Nick Casario is joining us. So, Nick, you get ready for Joe Flacco, who's going to turn 39 in six days. Now, you know this dude well from your time in New England. Listen, I understand fit. I understand system. I understand that this guy's always had a big arm and he's had success in the league. I get that they've got a great defense. All these things. 
but he's not just managing games, Nick. He's playing lights out. I would argue I'm seeing this old guy do things that I don't remember him doing in his prime. How do you explain that, and what kind of thoughts do you have watching Joe Flacco right now? Yeah, not too many people can just roll out of the, the roll off the couch and start slinging the football around, throw 13 touchdown passes in however many games he's played. So, I mean, Joe has always been able to throw the football. Joe is a very instinctive player, has a lot of experience. I mean, he beat our ass multiple times in New England. Um, and Joe has a lot of confidence. And really, it's a credit to Joe. And really, it's a credit to Coach Stefanski and the program that they have there in Cleveland. I think A.B. and Kevin have put together a great team. They're very resilient. Um, they've had to endure a number of different uh, players. They've lost a number of players. They've endured a number of injuries. But, I mean, Joe has shown uh, his talent, um, and I think he's earned the respect of uh, his teammates in a short period of time. Um, but it really, it's a, a tremendous amount of respect and appreciation for what he's done for to really walk on a team in the middle of the year, really almost towards the end of the year, and then be able to go out there. I mean, we saw him firsthand two, three weeks ago. I mean, he didn't miss a lot of throws. He made some plays, though, quite frankly, not a lot of quarterbacks in the league you've seen make all year. I mean, he threw a third down, fourth down completion to Cooper on the sideline where the coverage was tight. We were draped all over him. And then, you know, he was able to complete the pass. So a lot of respect for Joe. We understand the challenges that are in front of us. And it's a really, it's a credit to Joe and, and the work that the Browns have done here this season. The challenge in front of you, but the absolutely awesome opportunity in front of you. Before you go, Nick, somebody's going to have another awesome opportunity. It could be you, but knowing you, I don't think it will be. Just know that golden ticket that I bestowed upon you is a lifetime golden ticket. But you know we're coming up on a golden year, number 30 for the smack-off. I understand you have a few things that are a little more important that are in front of you right now. And having this conversation, you are locked, my brother. I can tell you are locked, and understandably so. But if you just took a step back for one minute and you looked ahead to smack-off number 30, we don't have a date yet. Is there somebody who you would project as a potential winner? I know you and Shawnee have a relationship, but who do you think might win, or who would you want to see win Smack Off 30? Well, it's funny. Uh, I was listening to the show last week. My brother and Smack Silk uh, happened to call into the show, and he was nailed as he normally is. So there's a lot of very talented callers. I'm going to have to spend some time in the basement here getting my material ready if I'm going to make an appearance over the summer, if, in fact, that's when you do it. So, um you know, I, le- I know Left has a strong game. Uh, I know he's out for me. So a lot of respect to Left. I'm sure he'll call in as a result of this. But, um, you know, I- I'm going to have to just make sure that I do my homework and get in the basement and make sure I listen to the show during the course of the year, get some good material. Um, maybe you can get your bo- our boy Darko on the show after his performance here last night. You know, Alan did a great job with that mix. So great job to you, Alan, getting the, uh, the-, the show ready this morning. But, uh it's always fun to listen to the show, Jim. I, I really appreciate just the relationship. And, you know, I'm locked into the show as much as I'm locked into football, but there's always time for the jungle. So um, I'll have to pick my spots. I'll be very uh, shrewd and judicious about um, whether or not to make the appearance. But, um, you know, I appreciate the ticket, and we'll see if this is the year we put it to use. Nick, I think you just won the smack off. I don't, I don't think we need to worry about you showing up that day. I, my, my man, congratulations. You just won smack off 30. What are you going to do with the $5,000, Nick? <laughs> the best. That was awesome, Nick. I can't say how much I appreciate you, man, and the friendship. Like I said, I do not play favorites, but you absolutely are an all-time favorite. Listen, thank you for making time for us. It's an enormous week for you and the franchise. Congrats for even being there. I know you have unfinished business, Nick, but I appreciate you. Dude. Thank you so much. Thanks, Romy. Appreciate you. I look forward to catching up soon. You too, Nick. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible.
Nick. Now, you know Nick. I know Nick. Nick is the most prepared human being I know. The two guys in this business that prepare, unlike anybody else that I know personally, are my two guys. Nick Casario and Eric Musselman. I guarantee Nick logged some jungle time today just because he wanted to be prepared. But him referencing Darko and, quote, Allen, he Allen'd Alvin. Outrageous. Nick Casario, if you bleeping need him. That was so great, Nick. Appreciate you, brother. Thank so you, much. Nick Casario. You think there's much jungle karma there? Who do you think I'm rooting for this weekend? No offense, C-Town. 